You know, sometimes you say things you don't mean. Sometimes you mean things you don't say. And sometimes you say things you wish you hadn't have said. And sometimes you say things and it's taken the wrong way. You ever had that happen? Well, somebody always trying to help me out in the ministry, and I appreciate them. You know, they send me little tidbits of this and little tidbits of that, you know. Anyway, I hope y'all are having a, a wonderful year so far. And uh, Have y'all heard anything about it, the elections or anything like that? Y'all Debates or, you know, somebody running for president and all that kind of stuff. Anybody hear anything like that? We do have some serious elections coming up, and Florida is a close state. I mean, it is very, very important. But anyway, let me read something to you. These are some statements because it's similar to the book of Proverbs. Now, we're not going to go to Proverbs. We've got a few other places we're going to run to. But whenever you study Proverbs, pro and verba means more than meets the eye. You see one thing and it says that, but there's another meaning sometimes in there that sometimes we don't always see. A statement. Where there's a will, you know, you say, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, some people say, where there's a will, there's a relative. <laughs> or where there's a will, I want to be in it. So that can be good and that can be bad. Another statement, do not argue with an idiot. <laughs> he will drag you down to his level and beat you with experience. Think about it. Some people, just like if they run for office, they know how to play down and dirty. I one time was talking to my son, and he says, Daddy, he says, I know all about that street life out there. He says, I know how to live on the streets. I know how to, because it's like it's another language. It's another way of living. It's just, there's people who know how to do that. So there's another part of the world I don't know anything about. So you have to watch that people don't pull you down into where they are and then beat you with experience. So you've got to be smart. Be wiser. The last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on my list. <laughs> but it's the last thing. Dan likes that one. Dan, he really likes that. Light travels faster than sound. This is why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. <laughs> it's also the reason why you have two ears and only one mouth. So you should listen twice as much as you speak. Good point. If I agreed with you, both of us would be wrong. I love it whenever you can say a lot in a few words. It's called, when I used to speak in ranch, I used to teach the college kids how to tell jokes. Brevity is the soul of a joke. The shorter you can make it. I don't like it when somebody's going to tell me a joke, and it goes on and on and on. I say, get to the punchline. I ain't got all day. Tell me the story. You're going to tell it, tell it. But they go on and on, and they can take a joke that takes about five seconds to tell, and they can work it into about two or three minutes. Oh, I can't stand it. We never really grow up. We only learn how to act in public. War does not determine who is right, only who is left. 
That'll move them there somehow. Knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in the fruit salad. You may be considered, well, I know a lot about the Bible, but if you don't know how to apply it and where to put it, then you're not very wise. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. So it's not just a matter of learning the Bible, it's the application of the Bible. So to say, well, I've been to the Bible ten times. Oh, I've been going to church for 30 years. Have you ever noticed there's some Christians who've never applied it, never grown up yet? Well, we'll move right along. Evening news is where they begin with, good evening, and then proceed to tell you why it isn't. <laughs> to steal ideas from one person is plagiarism. To steal from many is research. A bus station is where a bus stops. A train station is where a train stops. My desk is a workstation. I'm not going to explain that. I thought I wanted a career. Turns out I just wanted a paycheck. Isn't that what it's all about, really? You just want to be happy making your money. You just want to make your money your way. And that's how you determine your career. Anyway, whenever I fill out an application, in the part that says, in case of emergency, notify, I always put doctor. I didn't say it was your fault. I said I was blaming you. Now, there is a difference. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm sure it's there somewhere. You, don't you enjoy a little brevity? Levity? Behind every successful man is his woman. Behind the fall of a successful man is usually another woman. How many of you say this morning, I have a clear conscience? Careful. I also noticed that nobody quickly raised their hand. You're in fear this morning. A clear conscience is the sign of a fuzzy memory. I asked God for a bike, but I know God doesn't work that way, so I stole the bike and asked for forgiveness. Have you ever thought about, I'm just going to do what I want to do, and then I'll just ask God to forgive me, and everything will be cool. Don't go that way. This preacher does not approve of that. You do not need a parachute to skydive. You only need a parachute if you want to skydive twice. Did y'all get that? Good. Money cannot buy happiness, but it sure makes misery easier to live with. I used to be indecisive. Now I'm not so sure. You ever hear somebody say, you can't be sure about anything. Are you sure about that? You're never too old. 
to learn something stupid. You would think the older we live, the longer we live, we'd be smart enough not to do such stupid things all the time. To be sure of hitting the target, shoot first and call whatever you hit the target. Like the guy that, you know, he's 70 years old and he's working at Burger King. This is where I've always wanted to be. Because <laughs> this is where I am. This must be what I hit. This must be what my goal was. Some people don't have clear guidance for their life, so anything will do. When you don't know where you're going, any road will do. And it's better to aim at something and miss than aim at nothing and hit it. Change is inevitable, except from a vending machine. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in a garage makes you a car. Hospitality is making your guests feel at home, even when you wish they were. <laughs> when tempted to fight fire with fire, remember the fire department usually use water. A word of wisdom. The early bird may get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. Now you've had your warm-up session. Take your Bible and turn me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. I just want to mention a few things to you that I hope will be a blessing to you. Some things you already know. I mean, how, what can I teach you people that you don't know? Y'all know everything. But Matthew in chapter 5, you know that the Lord is going to reward you when you get to heaven. We, we all teach that. We know that. We understand that. We believe that. But sometimes in the process of time, we kind of lose sight that before glory is suffering, before praise is suffering. Before honor is suffering. So, which comes first? Suffering, then glory. When Christ came into the world, what did he do first? He suffered, and the next time, glory. So, keep the thought in mind. First, we have to labor and suffer in this world for his kingdom. And then later, God is going to reward. He's going to bless. He's going to give you praise, honor, and glory. So here in Matthew, in chapter 5, look there in verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted. Blessed are they which are persecuted. You know, I don't mind being persecuted. I just don't want the person who did it to me to get away with it. Right? We want revenge. We want to get even. And so that's where you could forfeit the rewards that you could have got by enduring the persecution. Now, you may not enjoy the persecution, but we are told in his word to endure it. But he says, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, or mock you, make fun of you, rib you. You know, I've thought about running for president, but after watching all these debates, I think I'll pass. You realize what they have to go through, the scrutiny? 
Man, I mean, they're, they're mean. They're, they're ugly. And um, makes you think twice, don't it? Sometimes you wonder, well, what is the truth? And they cast questions and doubts on just about anybody. They don't have to prove anything. They, all they got to do is just say it. Now, you prove it didn't happen. But it says here in verse 11, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. In other words, because you're serving the Lord and you're seeking to do what's right, and you are persecuted for it. He says, and you did it for my sake. He said, I got something for you. In verse 12, you ought to underline this word. See that word? Rejoice. Rejoice. Now, when should you start rejoicing? When we get to heaven and get all those rewards. I believe that you and I are supposed to rejoice when? Now. Because you know what's coming down the road. And see, it doesn't matter what people say and do. You can rejoice now. And you know, that's, that's where you can have a lot of happiness in life. Because you know that what just happened maybe wasn't good. And your happiness isn't dependent upon happenings. But you know that I'm going to get rewarded for this if I handle this correctly. If I have the right attitude. Do you realize that most people don't have a good attitude? They have a prideful attitude. They have a me-only attitude. You ever watch kids get in line when they're going to school? I don't know why it is. Somebody always thinks they have to be in front of the line. I don't mind if they get behind me. I just got a bad case of not me, Idas, you know, me only. Well, I guess that's the way it is. Have you ever noticed when we have the food in the auditorium sometimes? I have no clue how it is that I always work out to be in the front of the line sometimes. I didn't plan it that way. Somebody has to have prayer. <laughs> now, Larry, you, you, that busted out too, too. You shouldn't have done that. You know you've been on the internet and it's gone all over the world. His name is Larry. <laughs> but rejoice, rejoice, and get this. Look at the last part of that verse. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward. Where? In heaven. So that means that in order for me to get rewarded for that persecution or those things that people say against me, somebody has to be watching. Somebody has to be keeping the books. Did you realize that your heavenly Father watches everything? Don't you think that He knows how you're being treated and that you can still have a good attitude? It doesn't seem like whatever happens. Because you know that when I get to heaven, God's going to reward me for whatever I've gone through and the persecution or whatever it might be. And so... Here it makes a statement, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Now, you just read about that in the book of Acts on Wednesday night. How that you have prosecuted all the prophets before you. So, it's a, it's a good verse to always remember. Remember, he talks about seeing your good work. When he talks about you being salt of the earth and the light of the world, 
it's referring to lost people or the world seeing your works. See what he says there in verse 16? Let your light so shine before men. Now, this light to shine before men is the response of what people do to you. It's how you're handling it that causes them to see something better, something different. If you're going to live like a lost man, I don't think you're going to be honored. But he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. You see, what they were doing was not good. But your response is good, or supposed to be good. And then he says, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Always be willing to give credit and honor to the Lord for what God's done for you. But God is pleased when you suffer and you praise Him for it. Because you know God's going to reward you. And it can help your attitude while you're here. Otherwise, you'll just be a Christian with a bad, nasty attitude. And that's not what the Lord wants. Look in 1 Peter in chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. This is a familiar verse, but it's good to look at. Renew your mind one more time. 1 Peter chapter 1. As you know, we've talked about in uh, verse 4 that when you're saved, you're saved from something to something. You're saved from hell to, in verse 4, to an inheritance that's incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So you were saved by grace, and you're kept saved by grace, because you put your faith in what Christ did for you. So you're rejoicing that. You're glad you know you have eternal life. In spite of everything else that happens, you know you're going to heaven. But no, look what he says in verse 6. Wherein ye greatly rejoice. You can rejoice about that, your salvation. But we just read in the book of Matthew chapter 5 about greatly rejoicing and be exceeding glad because of your life. This period of time God's got us to live. You know you'll influence more people with a good attitude than you will with a bad attitude. With a smile on your face more than a frown on your face. But get what he says in verse 6. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season. See, this little period of time that we have to go through, this is just a little period of time. And we're supposed to be found faithful. And it says, rejoice there now for a season. If need be, ye are in heaviness. If need. You ought to take that word need and underline it. Did you know that there's various times in your life that God knows what you need? Did you know that he knows that you need to learn a lesson? God knows when you need a trial or a testing. Did you know that? Did you know that God could be the one that's actually disciplining you, discipling you? There's a lot of people I like to disciple. And one day they don't do this, I try to follow up and help. You're always doing that. Did you know that God, your heavenly Father, is doing the same? He knows more about what you need than you know. And so sometimes he knows you need a rebuke. You need a testing. You need to be humbled. You are filled with pride 
or jealousy or envy or bitter. God knows. And did you know that God can work things out? That where he, time he gets through with you, he can so humble you. And you say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I should have done that. God, God knows what he's doing. You lift yourself up in pride and God will put you down. You humble yourself and God will exalt you. And if you don't get exalted like you think you should, does God know that? Can you just go ahead and be faithful and have a right kind of attitude? Only because you know God is going to take care of it. And I get to heaven, God's going to reward me. You'll win in the long run. You'll win. But look what he says. He says here in this verse, Ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation. In other words, there's things that weigh you down. There's always problems. Every one of us has assets and liabilities. All of us do. And God is always working in our lives. It doesn't stop. Just because next month I'll be 70 doesn't mean that that's the end of it. I finally reached my peak and everything's wonderful from then on. I hope so. <laughs> I don't think so, though. And then in verse 7, that the trial of your faith. Being much more precious than of gold, which perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise, honor, and glory. When? At the appearing of Jesus Christ. So the time is coming. Just always look for that and believe that, because it will happen. First Peter chapter 4. Just look over there very quickly. First Peter chapter 4. And you'll notice there's a few verses here that are really, really sharp. First Peter chapter 4, look in verse 12. Where he says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the, and you ought to underline these two words in your Bible, fiery trial, which is to try you. You say, what's coming this year? <laughs> you really want to know. This year, there's going to be some fiery trials to try you. Did you know God can try your faith with success? Or with failure? With health and without health? You see, the man who I was reading in the paper this morning, how is talking about some of these presidential poor folks and all their millions that they've got. Millions. And they're trying to help us, I guess, make our million like they did. No, I'm not sure. But there's some people that have a lot of money. But you know, they can struggle and be just as miserable as a poor man. But what he says here, he says this, don't think that it's some strange thing that's happened to you. Because these things happen to all of us. You just get different testings at different times. Aren't you glad we all don't have the same thing hit at the same time? So that some of us have done learned a lesson, we can help the other one, and then that you, you helped her, and then later on she has to help you, and then just everybody needs each other, the way God designed it. But in verse 13 he says, but, and here's that word again, rejoice, rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with an exceeding joy. See, you're supposed to know and believe this. And so you just kind of like reach out to the future because you know God's word is sure. And you know you're going to be rewarded. And God's going to be pleased. And that makes you happy now. I'm satisfied. I'm pleased. 
And so it doesn't matter what anybody says or does. You just keep doing what's right. And it doesn't matter whether you have good health, bad health. You got money, no money. You just be faithful between you and God. Believing that God is watching and taking notes and keeping the books. And he's going to take care of everything. And you'll win in the long run. That's what, to me, the Word of God is, is saying. Of course, you can go ahead and you can read a lot of that because of, uh, the book of Peter is talking about sufferings. He just happened to see some of it, you know, the sufferings of Christ. And so he got a, a good, good view. Look in Romans in chapter 8 and verse 18. Romans in chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And verse 18, this is talking about you and me serving the Lord. It's talking about us being mature sons of God. See up there in verse 14, first of all, For as many as are led, led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons or the maturing sons of God. See, you begin to grow when you begin to let the Lord lead you. And realizing the Holy Spirit is living within you. And he's going to lead you into sufferings. When Christ went up into the mountain, it says, And he was led by the Spirit into the mountain to be tempted by the devil. The Holy Spirit led him there. It was God that led Moses and the children of it into the wilderness. Right up to the Red Sea. And look at all the problems they had. But, yeah, but who led them that way? The Lord. Why should you and I be exempt? Why should we be exempt? If God loves me and God loves you, He ought to give us the same opportunity, don't you think? Don't you think God wants us to prove our love and faithfulness to Him just like, well, He gave that opportunity to everybody else? Why should we be exempt? So let God use you. Let God have the freedom to do in your life whatever He wants to do without any lip, without complaining, without bad attitudes. And just look to the Lord and trust Him. But anyway, he says in verse 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present, present time are not worthy to be compared, not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. See, there's a present time, and there shall be glory. So you go through it now, knowing and believing that it will be worth it all. 